you like sci-fi, fantasy, action, adventure, and comic books, then you've come to the right place for your weekly dose of anything and everything geek. So strap in and let's get this show on the road. Welcome to the Science Fictionary Podcast. Welcome back to the Science Fictionary Podcast. I'm your host tonight, David, and I'm joined by Andrew. What's going on, everybody? And Marisha. How's it going? So by the time you're hearing, this has probably been a little while since D23. And like I always say, we're not a news source. We don't claim to be. This is not where you want to go to get your news as it comes out. But we have a lot to say. Excuse me. We have a lot to say about it. We have a lot of opinions. And that's why we do this podcast, to share our opinions into the ether. And hopefully, some lovely people like you listen to it. So that's what we're going to do with uh, with all the D23 announcements. But before we get to that, there is one small thing I want to bring up that's nothing to do with D23. It actually has to do with DC. Um, I just saw this right before getting on the show. DC announced that uh, in a couple months they're going to release a a one shot a comic book called um, uh, well I, I forget I don't know, I forget what it was said it's going to be called but uh, it's going to be a tribute to Stan Lee uh, Stan Lee's Just Imagine series which for and and I don't know if y'all know about this Andrew and Marisha but years ago after Stan Lee had been done with Marvel he wrote a book for DC. It was Stan Lee's Just Imagine, and it was just, what if Stan Lee created the DC Universe? <laughs> what would that be like? Interesting. And it's all the DC characters, like the big DC characters, reimagined in Stan Lee's vision, and it's really weird. Like, Batman is literally just a man-bat. Superman um, is, like, blonde, and he wears, like, um, a robe or something. It's, it, but it's a really cool idea. And DC's uh, gonna write, gonna release a, a, a tribute to that, uh, re, re, revisiting that just imagined universe. It's called, oh, it's called Tales from Earth 6. That's what it is. Okay. Um, so that's just really cool. I'm no, that, really that sounds amazing. Like, I don't, I don't go out and buy a lot of comic books, uh, mostly because I don't have room to store a lot of comic books, but I will, uh, that's one I will definitely go pick up. That sounds, yeah, it sounds, really sounds like a lot of fun. Um, Stanley actually wrote some DC stuff. Like he wrote a lot of Teen Titans back in the day. Yeah. Um, so it's 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 nice uh, to to see DC doing that. That's just a fun thing. Uh, it, a big it, w. it speaks a lot to just how big of a presence he is in the comic book universe. Right. Well, he had, he had that um that cameo in the Teen Titans Go movie. Right. Which blew a lot of people's minds. They were like, "What?" But he's Marvel, and it's like, "Man, you don't even know." Like he, <laughs> he's done so much. But yeah, that's really sweet. Well, see, I can't wait to see. You know, we get we found out that they got uh, Marvel got permission from his estate to use his likeness in a right, future Marvel yeah. project. So I'm curious to see what because we've had a couple movies with no Stan Lee now, mm-hmm. right? Uh, so I'm curious so to see what up? the next Stan Lee cameo will be. And of yeah. course, I can't wait to see what they do with him when they do put out the Fantastic Four movie. Oh, he's that's that, you, it's it's that's the book. Be. Like you have to do something really special, uh, Stanley wise, yeah. when you do that one. 
you know, I think I might have said it before in the podcast, but some people were kind of like icky about that idea of of them using his likeness still, but mm-hmm. I'm okay with it just because I truly believe that Stan Lee would be okay with it. I think he would have loved it. I think he would have absolutely loved the idea of him being immortalized like that. <laughs> right. I mean, it's it's literally like, you know, he he's sort of immortalized in a way and and uh, I think he would have absolutely loved to know that, like, he is still going to be appearing in Marvel films long after he's he's gone from this earth. Forever. Right. So, yeah, that's just some really cool news from DC uh, honoring Stan Lee. Uh, you love to see it. Uh, a big W, I, I, I say. That, that's that's when uh, in young people talk now. Yeah. <laughs> Like, w. if there, someone does a win, it's like, man, that's a big win. That's a big W. And then L, loss. Uh, uh, in case y'all didn't know. There we go. I'm, I'm glad we're able to work in this uh, this lingo for Roe. So when Roe Ro listens, he'll he'll know what you meant. Oh, okay. Is he is he really out of the loop of that sort of thing? Yeah, I mean, Roe's old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Says Andrew, who's the same age as your dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, Ro, uh, if you are listening, when you are listening, I just want to say your Twitter has been top tier lately. I've really appreciated it. It's been very entertaining. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it has. It's been on point. Yeah. Uh, so moving on. Uh, so we had some D23 news. And a lot of people's opinions, it was pretty lackluster. I wouldn't use that word. I feel like that word's a little harsh. I think it was just not super exciting, but not necessarily in a bad way. Like, I think it was unfair to expect them to blow everyone's minds when they just had their San Diego Comic Con mm-hmm. panel, where they blew everybody ago. away. Right. So, like, yeah, it's it's and it, and it's a hard thing. Like, if you're Marvel, what do you do? Like, San Diego, like. You you're part of what made the hall hall H such a big deal. Do you just hold it all for D twenty three, which is a much smaller stage, or do you put it out there on the biggest stage and go toe to toe with everybody else's best, which is what you're doing if you're taking it to comic to San Diego Comic Con. And so yeah, it's it's kind of the tough thing about D twenty three. Like, what do you hang on to to do internally, and what do you put out there? Uh, with the best of the best at San Diego. The thing about San Diego is if they, they release it at San Diego, they can nanny nanny boo boo everybody else. Exactly. Which is why <laughs> which is why Kevin Feige took all his biggest announcements to Hall H. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Kevin because... Feige loves poking fingers in other people's eyes. Yeah, yeah. and like, look, <laughs> I like Shazam and Black Adam looks great, but no one gave a crap about those two trailers that DC had whenever uh, there was all that Marvel stuff. I know that we did. I, I, uh, we right. liked it. We we liked it. But the general public, they're not caring about what Black Adam has going on when, when we're talking about Marvel. I still can't believe on basically the day I dropped that episode that they announced that Shazam was getting pushed again. Ugh. I didn't see that. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't think it was pushed very far, but they definitely pushed the release date again. But I, I, that's just kind of been the norm here for the last couple of years. Coming out of COVID, it's, there's been a lot of that. But the thing is, is I feel like they took all the biggest announcements to San Diego because 
I mean, let's face it. Like, I like a lot of the stuff in Phase 4. Um, I like a lot. But there has been... Phase 4 overall has been a little more lackluster than previous Marvel phases, MCU phases. Mm-hmm. And I, right. and, and I think there's a lot of people that didn't even give it a chance. They were just like, oh, they should have just ended it at infinite or at uh at Endgame. And I'm like, that's crazy talk. Like, why would you end while you're on top like that? Yeah. I mean, leave millions or leave billions of dollars on the table. That's that you don't do that. Mm-hmm. But I feel like they were like, okay, we get it. We listened. You're not totally happy with what with all of phase four that it hadn't been as strong. So check this out. And they just dropped like so many amazing announcements mm-hmm. at San Diego on the biggest stage for that kind of stuff. And I think that mm-hmm. that's why. I think it was to prove a point of, oh, we're not going anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. And going into the D23, I think what we said before the show was that there were people who were going to be mad because they expect nothing less than a full Fantastic Four cast. 100%. And a trailer. Now, with any luck. <laughs> I expected that as well. Yeah, yeah. no, I did. I thought we would get a cast. Um, I, I, I like did my best. Him. I made an official cast announcement, but only a few people were confused by it. <laughs> oh, someone, they're playing Apex again. <laughs> uh, if you heard that, um, every time. Uh, so. you know, I, I threw the cast of It's Always Sunny out there as the Fantastic Four. Yeah, I think Four. I saw that. That's funny. Um, well, you know, there's actually been fan casting for, um, uh, what I the 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 evil one, the psychopath, <laughs> the, the 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 sociopath on it's always the sociopath. Sunny. Yeah, yeah, uh, his name? I'm blanking on his name. There's uh, been some there's been some fan casting for him as Reed Richards. Oh, he would be an amazing Reed Richards. Yeah, he actually would be pretty great. That's uh, uh Glenn. Then, that's Glenn Howerton. Yeah, and then and then, not Charlie, but the other guy, Rob McElhenney. Yeah, he'd actually probably be a pretty good thing. He he would. Yeah. Uh, um, so, it's actually not a bad cat. And I and I and and Charlie Day. Not so, I wouldn't make him one of the Fantastic Four, but Charlie Day would be an incredible Marvel villain. Oh, he could be Mole Man. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I, you know, I, I posted that as a joke and people were like, oh, that's, that's ridiculous. And I was like, well, actually Glenn Howerton would be a pretty amazing, like if you want like a, a Mr. Fantastic, that's like super arrogant and <laughs> you know, all that, like he's your man. Yeah. The it's, only issue, and I love John Krasinski, but the only, the only thing I've ever, only problem I've ever had with that fan casting for Reed Richards is that. He's a little John Krasinski's too nice. Yeah. Um, mm. Now I think that he could play a complete. He'll he'll have to channel final season of the Office, Jim. Yeah, that, that's a yeah, that's a great point. Working in Philadelphia, Jim. Yeah, right. He'll have to do that. <laughs> Philly, Jim. And then that that Brian guy can be Doctor Doom. Right. The the the, the, the boom the, mic the, guy. Boom, Mike guy. Yeah, that was the worst. That was the worst storyline in the office. It was. Yeah, it was. It was pretty bad. It was like, Uh, well, you know, it it got so bad that this is fixing to become an an office podcast. But like, it got to the point where they actually 
had it set up where Jim was going to have cheated on Pan. And like that was like that was thrown around in the writers' room. That was thrown around in the writers' room. The girl when they go oh to gosh. the it's their version of the Apple Store, um, the pyramid. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah, the yeah. girl that comes in his room. Yeah. He was. They were going to have him cheat on Pam with her. Oh no! And John Krasinski, to his credit, refused to do it. Said my character Good. would never, would never do that. If you if we're going this route, I'm done. Yeah, that would have been horrible. And so it actually resulted in a pretty funny scene where they just kind of sat there awkwardly. Well, and he has she Dwight was... come in and spray her with, uh, yeah. with bug spray. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's funny. So, you know, now that you mentioned it, that final season, Jim, I think John Krasinski could pull off the, the mean Reed Richards, the, the bad husband Reed Richards. But um, he does yet. The chance. Definitely. Like, even as, um, oh, shoot, the spy on Netflix. Oh, um, not Chris know, you're Pine. Gonna me, no, you're going to make me blank on it. <laughs> Jack, Jack Ryan. Jack Ryan. Jack Ryan, yeah. Even as Jack Ryan, like. He's nice Jack Ryan. He's nice Jack Ryan. He's like sweet Jack Ryan that you think is really emotionally invested in all of these myriad of women he's sleeping with. <laughs> you know? Even while he's killing people. That part of it, like, yeah, it's like, can he really pull off? But I think we saw just enough of that in the office to think that he could do it. Yeah, he could have. Just at first glance, it's... No, at first glance, you go, he's too nice to play Reed Richards. And I think that's been largely the response to him playing Reed Richards, is he's too nice. And, And to some extent, I agree with that. Which is why I say Glenn Howerton is like, the perfect person to play Reed Richards. I really do think he'd be a great Reed Richards. And um, I would also, I don't mind, the the big rumor right now is the main actor from, from You, the show called You, uh, who play, he's a serial killer. That's who's been thrown around to play Reed Richards right now. Hmm. Uh, that's like the big rumor. And that's what a lot of people expected to be confirmed. Oh, is that Penn, Penn Badgley or whatever his name is? I think so. Yeah, yeah, I'd seen his name. I just pulled up the cast and saw his name there. And uh, yeah. that's a name I have seen thrown around. I don't know yeah. anything about him. It, it's just a rumor right now. You know, the further away we get from Multiverse of Madness, the more I'm starting to think that they might not actually cast John Krasinski as the main universe Reed Richards. Yeah. Hmm. I, I really don't know. It's 50-50 right now i think but further we get away from it and the more that people talk about it the more they make it sound like well we knew we weren't gonna cast him as the main one so we put him in this right i think that that was just i I, i'm afraid and i still want to see john krasinski ultimately but i think on the part of kevin feige that was just like ultimate fan service it was like everybody wants this and and like even if he already knows like this isn't the direction we're going but i can give them this little taste of it and kevin feige's the kind of person that would do that and so and, and that's that's probably ultimately what happened now the only thing i'm noticing like with this fan with this casting where it's rumored on this uh pen pen bagley or whatever his name is here it's kind of odd to me i mean the comic books reed richards is a little older than or or reed and uh oh what's his name that becomes the thing ben 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 grimm 
that they're a little older than the than the the siblings, right? Yeah, typically, yes. But everybody, all the castings I keep seeing kind of put them all about, all as really young actors. I'm like... You know what I see a lot, actually, is everybody being really young, but then whoever plays Ben is really old. Hmm. Like, Ben gets seen as, like, like um, a, a big fan cast for, for him uh, is Hank from Breaking Bad, the bald guy from Breaking Bad, <sighs> right? And it's like, if you had him as Ben Grimm, but then he's best friends with, like, a 20-year-old Reed Richards, that's really weird and doesn't work. So, I think, but I, d- I think you're right that it should be older Reed, older Grimm, and then a little bit younger Sue and Johnny. Yeah, I mean, they don't have to be a lot younger, but it seems like the, the casting all puts them, li- it seems like lately it's been trending towards kind of having them all be the same age. And uh, yeah. I mean, I guess it's it's fine. It's not, it's not like the end of the world or anything. But mm-hmm. I'm kind of surprised they're they're going that route. Uh, and they may not be going that route. Like we don't we don't actually know because there's a lot of rumors. Like the thing I hate about those rumors is Seth Rogen rumored as Ben Grimm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm not a fan of. That. And I'm just not a Seth Rogen fan at all. No, I I don't think that he's I I like Seth Rogen, but. He's never played anything that isn't just Seth Rogen. Right. Now, I can hear, like, I I think that he would have a pretty good voice for the thing. That's the only reason I would be like, okay, like, he can kind of do a voice that I think works well for that character. But, like, I just don't, like, I don't want to hear him laugh as the thing. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. He's one of those people, like, Marvel has, generally speaking, with a couple of exceptions, done a really good job of hiring actors who are not just obnoxious. Yeah. Like, in real life. In real life. That aren't aren't obnoxious in real life. Yeah. Like, they've got a couple of those, but not a lot. He is, if they hired him, he would immediately become the most obnoxious actor that Marvel has ever hired. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm definitely not a fan of that one. Uh, unless you casted him as Ben Grimm and and uh, Bill Hader as uh, the Human Torch, then I'll accept it. That's your condition, <laughs> huh? So who who would you like? We're, we're kind of the podcast is kind of becoming something different than we set out to do. But uh, who would you like to see as Ben Grimm? Uh, I really like Jonah Hill. For yeah. Ben Grimm, I think that would be really great. Um, before he became Red Guardian, I I liked the idea of David Harbour. As David ben Harbour Grimm. would be an interesting one. But yeah, I mean, we've um, already got him as... Red Guardian. Red yeah. Guardian, um, who's coming back. Right, those, the, yeah, Thunderbolts, which I, I definitely want to talk about that because that, that cast looks a little bit different than I expected. Um, yeah, so... Uh, Honestly, Ben Grimm's a really hard one because we're only going to see the actor for, like, the first, hopefully, like, first 15 minutes of the movie. Right. You know? So, honestly, you know what might be best to do? Um, skip their origin. Have it, they already have their powers. You know, do the Spider-Man thing. So, Ben Grimm's already the thing. Fully CGI it. Or just get, like, get a motion cap capture actor to do it. 
mm. and then have somebody else do the voice. <clears throat> yeah. Um, I mean, that being said, I think what they've done with like Hulk lately has been really, really great. Mark Ruffalo. Mm-hmm. So they pr- that's probably what they want to do for the thing. So maybe they do actually just want to cast an actor so they can take his face and make it look like that. But yeah, I don't know. Part of me kind of likes the idea of, uh, of what I just said. I'm like, just make it a fully CGI. So what I'm thing. hearing is Andy Serkis is the thing. <laughs> that's the image I had in my head. And he'd probably pull it off pretty well. I mean, uh-huh. the man, like if you're talking voices, the man can definitely do voices. Yeah. You know, the thing about the voice, too, is that they're probably going to they're probably going to use a computer and, and me- mess with it anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's the kind of the other side of that is like, you know, once the thing transforms, he's not the Hulk. He doesn't switch back and forth. Like once once we have the thing. Like, I don't I mean, what actor wants is going to want to do that long term. Like what? 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 What big? What big name actor is going to want to come in and basically just voice a CGI character? Right. There have to be some really chill people that do that. Like Bradley Cooper, for example. Right. Yeah. He's a really chill guy. I'm so sorry, y'all can hear that. It's all right. Um. Uh. I I like to think it's funny for the audience. (laughs) I can't hear it. I hope. That it is, and if not, I'm so sorry. Um, I want to get some soundproof stuff, but anyway, um, <laughs> like Bradley Cooper seems like a chill guy, so he doesn't mind just voicing Rocket Raccoon, right? You know? Right. Uh, but it, like Leonardo DiCaprio, for example, certainly wouldn't do that. Yeah, that's probably accurate. You have to find an actor who who isn't you know, necessarily super worried about his, I don't know. There's just, like you said, there's a certain amount of laid back. I think that would be required to do something like that. It has to be, you can't, you have to have an actor who's not worried about the FaceTime. Right. Uh, And why it also might be difficult to get an actor who's like trying to grow their career, a young actor like that, because they're looking at how can I get more time on screen, my face and make more money and be a bigger movie star. Right. Yeah. So it, it is a it is a big thing to ask, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there there are some uh, there are some good actors out there. Who would you like to see as Johnny Storm though? That's the one I don't ever hear anybody choices. really fan casting a whole lot. There's a lot of great choices for Johnny Storm. Um, I would love a Zac Efron, who's mm-hmm. who's gotten a little older now, but still, I think he'd be a good Johnny Storm. Uh, a Zac Efron or um, Billy from Stranger Things. Uh, yeah. Or uh, I think his name is Sam Caff Kaflin from uh, Hunger Games. Uh, oh he yeah, played, he's uh, yeah he's the blonde in Hunger Games. Uh-huh. Not 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 Josh Hutcherson, but um, no, he was. Um... Wow, this is not our day for the names. <laughs> like I can see his Finnick. He was Finnick. Finnick, yeah, Finnick from Hunger Games would be really great. He was in something else recently that was good. Oh, he's, he was in Peaky Blinders recently. That's what I'm thinking of him. Yeah, he's um, a... I think he'd be great as the Human Torch. But if you want to go, really, because now all these actors, I've been fan casting, like, Finnick and Zac Efron for, like, five years. So now they're all five years older than when I first suspected, like, mm-hmm. first threw it out there. So yeah. if you want to go, like, a little bit younger, um, 
like there, there's Billy is it's a great choice. Um, I've seen John Boyega thrown out for a uh, Johnny Storm, yeah, which I think is is um, basically them saying like, all right, well if Michael B. Jordan can't won't do it again, then John Boyega is a, a good choice, and I could see that. I mean, I think he's a a, a fun actor. I don't know if he's quite a. I haven't seen him be the like charming and like oh. sarcastic right he doesn't show the range he doesn't i i've never seen any indication that he has the range of michael b jordan no and and I, yeah i just don't see that. oh john boy i could see john boy as the thing um mm. maybe i mean like again yeah. he doesn't have a voice for it, but they would be changing up his voice Right. Um, I could see him playing like a sympathetic, like I'm really, really sad because I'm a big rock guy now, and that really sucks. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, what do you guys think about about casting for for Ben Grimm and and, and, and Johnny Storm? Because we've talked a lot about Reed Richards, or if we have another name for Reed Richards, um, mm. what do y'all think? You know, Reed Richards. I I, I mean, Glenn Howerton's not going to get it, but Glenn Howerton and and uh, John Krasinski would probably be my top two choices. I think that those are really good choices. Um, you know who I think would be a really good Reed Richards? I just thought of this. If he wasn't already in the MCU, Oscar Isaac, mm. I think, would play a great Reed Richards. Yeah. Um, he definitely has the range to do that. Like, I'm thinking of him in Dune and, and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. That's no, just a Oscar Isaac is a, is a really, really talented actor. Yeah. Uh, so what do, what do we say? Tim, uh, Timothy Chalamet is a human torch, right? Oh, that would be weird. <laughs> it seems like Timothy Chalamet's in everything right now, so why not? Tim, if they, oh, if they want to go young Reed Richards, they might cast Timothy Chalamet as, as Reed Richards. Yeah. yeah. I could see them doing that. Um, I don't Although, know. if I was going to cast young Reed Richards, I'd cast Aiden Gallagher. Who mm. plays five from the Umbrella Academy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, yeah. that kid is phenomenal. I haven't seen much of the Umbrella Academy, but I know who you're talking about, and I've seen clips of that character. Yeah, that'd be Like, good. his his stuff alone is worth watching that show for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I really don't want a young Fantastic Four. I don't think y'all do either. No. We have a ton of young characters coming in right no, now. No, we don't We don't need young characters right now. We and I know Marvel probably wants it because they're thinking, ooh, well, if we cast young, they'll play the characters for 20, 30 years. But realistically speaking, that's just not going to happen, man. So might as well just cast some older people, get like a, get a good trilogy out of them, and, and then be done with it, you know? So what do you think um, about them possibly doing uh, a Captain America-ish stunt with them and having them appear, first appear in their first movie, be set in the past, and then time jump forward? I really wouldn't like that, personally. Because I mean, I've I been hearing them. a lot about that. I kind of hope they don't do it. I, I don't like it, because... I don't, and and this is just part of introducing characters later. It's going to be the question with the with the mutants. Where were they the whole time? In this case, it's oh, well, jump. How come no one ever talked about them ever? Mm-hmm. About the fact that we had this fantastic team. Now, that that's a nitpick of mine that I would have with it. But other than that, 
I don't think it'd be the worst idea in the world, but it's just not something I want to see. I don't think it's worth it. Yeah, um, that's the thing is I don't I don't know that the payoff on that is worth it. There's no I don't see why not. I don't see why I make it all complicated. There's no need to make it complicated. Well, that's the other thing is we're fixing to do, and I guess I see why people are speculating that that could happen because we're fixing to do some wild and crazy stuff with the uh, quantum realm. Yeah. So I can see why people are speculating that that's where we're going to run into the Fantastic Four, but... I speculated they'll get their powers from the quantum realm. Like, maybe they go on it. Yeah. Instead of a trip into the cosmos where they get their powers, they are going on a trip into the quantum realm, how Ant-Man does. They get bombarded with, they'll call them quantum rays or whatever, and that's how they get their powers. I think that that's actually a decent possibility. Yeah. Um, well, that's the other thing. You know, I, I honestly, I, I still think that there's at least a little bit of a possibility that we're going to meet at least Reed Richards, our MCU... 616 Reed Richards in Quantumania. That's the most likely place well, he's to We're introducing up. Kang. Why would we not in, you know, introduce the other side of the coin? And, and they've proven they're not afraid to introduce characters like that like in just random spots. Like, we introduced Kang in Loki, the TV yeah. show, you know? Uh, and that's going to be, like, the next biggest villain in Marvel history. Right. So... They're not afraid to do things like that and just be like, oh, here's your Richards. What I think is cool lately that they've kind of laxed on that a little bit and been like, hey, wouldn't it be cool if the first time we saw Reed Richards was in this random or strange movie? Yeah, let's do that. Yeah. I, I still think he was supposed to be in WandaVision. Don't you I think don't there was at some point? very possible. Maybe. I mean, there was there yeah. were there were a few things that apparently got left on the table. Yeah. With that was a big problem I had with WandaVision was like people and, and, and a big talk around WandaVision was like, oh, it's your fault, fans. You guys expected too much. And my counter to that was always, no, in my opinion, they they deliberately wrote things to make us think something was going to happen, and they didn't. And you're laughing at us saying, haha, you thought that was going to happen, but it didn't. It's your fault for expecting it. It's like if my mom said, hey, I'm going to give you a birthday cake, and then she didn't give me a birthday cake, and then got mad at me for expecting a birthday cake. Right. You yeah. told me I was getting birthday cake. Like, <laughs> they write things that's, like, very specifically written to be like, oh, there's a, um, I forget the word. like Astrophysicist. An astrophysicist that I'm, there's a really good friend I'm with. Uh, I have a really good friend who's an astrophysicist. He's on his way to meet us. And then we just never see the astrophysicist. Like, no, you wrote that deliberately, <laughs> right? To mean something. Like, and, and same thing with the the um the Quicksilver thing. Like, they know that we were gonna think, holy crap, that's Evan Peters' Quicksilver. They knew that we were gonna think that, and it's fair for us to think that. Mm-hmm. So when it wasn't. It's fair for us to be like, oh, that was... That was a bit of a misdirect. Wow, that was... Okay. And then people were like, ha-ha, you expect too much. It's your fault. I was following the logical conclusions to the things they were setting up. Right. But, yeah, that was kind of... That was my big problem with WandaVision, was I kept, like, they felt like they just kept teasing us that they were going to give us things and then not following through. I, there was a lot of misdirect. In, in WandaVision, and, and so who knows what they actually considered revealing. 
Yeah, this podcast started as a D23's news thing, and it's kind of spun off into Fantastic Four and, and, and so on, but there were some D23 news. Um, right. That, that we could bring up. The, is there anything that stood out to you? Okay, so the one thing, even though it's going to be like a kind of a, a one-shot thing, like a short for Halloween, I am really, really probably more excited than I ought to be about Werewolf by Night. I 100% agree. It looks like so much fun. And like, I really like that it's not a show. It's just like a one. It's probably gonna be like it's probably gonna be like an hour, be a minute long, maybe that long. Yeah, it's just less. a Halloween special. It's a Halloween special about Werewolf by Night. That's fun. And there's some. I mean, there's some cool stuff. I mean, it looks like there's gonna be a lot of. There's a lot of characters that can show up during all that. I heard somebody talking about it the other day. I mean, you could theoretically even have characters like Blade make their first appearance in this. And, and that's the thing, you know, years ago, I never would have thought they would do that. But the way they do things now where they're treating Disney Plus content as important as movies, I, I, it wouldn't blow my mind if they did do that with Blade. Yeah, but I mean, we could see we could see characters we've already met, like Moon Knight. Yeah. Um, but I mean, just the fact they're doing Werewolf by Night, and it's very much like a combination of like nineteen thirties horror meets Grindhouse. Yeah, it's so clever and fun, and this is kind of like what I was hoping from like a Sam Raimi directing. Uh, Doctor Strange thing where it's yes. like I, I want to see directors be able to do this. Like I'd love them, I'd love them to give Sam Raimi like a one shot like this. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, I kinda hope this becomes a new Halloween thing. Yeah. Like do do give give Sam Raimi a Wendigo one shot. Right. Or something. But there are so many like Marvel monsters that they could do Halloween one shots. Yeah. Um, Man thing's gonna be in this. And Yeah. And, and Man-Thing is a huge in the actual grand scheme of Marvel. Man-Thing is important, and, and that's right. a lot of fun that they're introducing them here. Yeah, that's the thing. It's not, this isn't like, it's going to be very different tonally, but I don't think it's just throwaway. Like, no, I, I think they're going to use it to set some stuff up, but like, I think this would just be an amazing thing for us to get something like this every year, and there are so many great directors you could bring in to do it. I mean, you know, think about like, um, doing stuff like this. Do what? And we're getting that Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special this yeah. year as well. Yeah. So this could be like a holiday thing, but I'm sorry, what were you gonna say? But I mean, just I mean the the names like bringing in people like Sam Sam Raimi or a Guillermo del Toro or somebody to do a Halloween one shot, like. I, I, I think you could do some really, really amazing stuff with just kind of the Marvel monster genre. So I'm really interested to see see what they do with that. Like, in what they have planned for Marvel right now. So it's like, let's do this. And and I don't know if like we'll have a lot of characters showing up in this, but like I think it's very possible that in the Blade movie, we'll see Werewolf by Night, who we saw in this. Yeah. And, and, and see man thing and we're definitely building to like a more supernatural team like the midnight suns potentially yeah this is so cool and marvel's been letting people 
directors do more weird stuff, but this is just on a whole other level of letting them do whatever they want. Also, the, not just the trailers in black and white. Apparently, the whole thing's in black and white. Yeah, no, I mean it, it's all black and white. I mean it's shot like a nineteen thirties horror film, and and it'll be about of... the same length as a feature film from that era, maybe even longer. So it's yeah. gonna be really cool. It's actually really cool. It's, it's Michael Giacchino. It's the um, the the composer that's directing yeah, yeah, this. Yeah. He's a big time composer. Like, he's yeah. got some of the best scores in Hollywood. Didn't he do like like the Social Network and some other things? I think like, so. I'm pretty sure he did the Rogue One soundtrack too. Uh, yeah, I think so. So it's really cool that he's doing this. It blows my mind that they're like that they're just doing that. They're like, let's do it, Marvel. Werewolf by Night, it's it's a lot of fun, I, and there's a ton of supernatural characters in Marvel that you could do stuff with this. Absolutely, I'm just excited that they're gonna do Avengers stuff, but they're not afraid to step completely aside and build some totally different team ups that are gonna be yeah. just totally different than the Avengers stuff. Yeah, Black Knight and Blade and and Moon Knight. Um, Honestly, Doctor Strange fits into it, but now he's, he's going to be an Avenger, I think, obviously, but he's a supernatural character. We're probably going to get a Ghost Rider soon. Yeah. So that's uh, what I'm excited they, about. I'm, I'm ready to introduce a, a Ghost Rider. Like, they they know what they were doing with Donnie Cates. Or, uh, I mean, Donnie Blaze. Donnie Blaze? Yeah. I, I said, laughed Don, so no, hard Don at Donnie Blaze. Donnie Cates is a, is the comic book writer. So that's what I had in my head, though. No. Donnie, yeah, Donnie plays. I laughed really hard too. They know what they were doing there. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> like I think we're definitely going to get a Johnny Blaze soon, dude. Imagine if like the way that we got introduced to Mephisto was next year, and they have a Halloween special, and it's Mephisto. I mean, Mephisto could be in this in this uh, Halloween thing. I mean, that's the thing. There's all kinds of really cool characters that could show up in this. This is how Sony should have done Morbius. Yeah. This would have been a great Morbius movie. Because this is... We could do Dracula. We could straight up do a Marvel... Because Dracula's a character in, in Marvel. Right. Uh, so we could do a Dracula special. Like we should. You're right. I hope they do this like every Halloween. Yeah. I can't wait to see who's in this one. And I just hope this is a new Halloween thing. Like I, I hope that. I hope in ten years, like I have a whole collection of Marvel Halloween one shots. It's it's a great, great idea, and I hope that the Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special is is great, and I'd love to see Christmas specials. I love Christmas specials. They haven't I'm shown us anything sucker. of that yet, have they? No, they haven't. Which is another thing I was surprised wasn't at D23. I yeah. Something there. Yeah, no, it's it's getting on time to start showing stuff there. But I, at this point, we don't even really know what they're going for. I, I doubt it's going to be really important, but... No, I mean, it could be something totally wacky and weird with James Gunn. It could totally rip, be just a riff on the Star Wars Christmas special. Oh, that's a great idea. I'd honestly love it if it was just the Guardians hanging out, opening Christmas presents, and drinking cocoa. Yeah, I, I'd love, I'd love like the party scene from Age of Ultron, but it's the Guardians. But it's the Guardians playing Dirty Santa. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
That'd be awesome. And then there's a lot of characters that I'd love to see a holiday special from. Like, let's get a Spider-Man holiday special. Oh, wait, that's Sony, but still. Like, a Spider-Man holiday special or Christmas special. And I could see them doing a really funny Doctor Strange Christmas special. Like, give it every year, give a different character a Christmas special. Yeah, and speaking of the Sony stuff, at this point, I don't understand why Sony... Sony should just absolutely lease all of their Marvel holdings back to Marvel for a nice big profit and let Marvel make the movies because Marvel's making all of the best stuff for them right now. Yeah. Like, and like even like even the Spider-Man video game was largely made by Marvel folks, right? For Sony. Uh, the video game. Yeah. It was made by, uh, people at Marvel and whatever game company made it. Yeah. So it was, it's called Marvel's Spider-Man for a reason. Like, the, it, it it had to do with yeah Marvel. Like Mar, I think it's Marvel Entertainment is the official like name of the company. They made it with Insomniac. Right. Um, now now Insomniac is owned by PlayStation. Right. But they're still it's still its own gaming company. Mm-hmm. Um, and Marvel's making a ton of games right now. They really are. And like a lot. Because <laughs> uh, like we got. And, and I'm, maybe, I don't know if you happen to know this, but we got a confirmation of a Captain America slash Black Panther World War Two game. Did you see that? I didn't see that. Oh, so we got like, I think we even got like footage. Like, so it's a, it is a Captain America and Black Panther, but it's like, it's not T'Challa, it's T'Challa's father as Black Panther. And it's them in World War Two. It's a team up game. But then we also have a just a Black Panther game coming out. Yeah, I saw that one. And then there's the Midnight Suns game, which felt like soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's uh, the Wolverine Insomniac game. We got the next Marvel Spider-Man game coming out. There's probably going to be a sequel to the Marvel's Avengers games. Um, yeah, there's a lot uh, of, of Marvel games coming out. Yeah, yeah, they're definitely doing a lot with the video games. Uh, Marisha, before we move on, I want to hear what you thought about uh, Werewolf by Night. It's so weird. It really looks very weird. That that's my take. It's like, but in a good way. Or? In a good way, but yeah, very. I don't think Marisha's like has ever been like really into not even like old school horror. No. Like I don't really like to watch. I don't really watch modern horror. I love like twenties and thirties horror movies. And uh, and that that's what this is, and I'm yeah so excited about it. It looks like fun, but um, not anything I probably would necessarily go out of my way to see if I didn't live in the house with an Andrew. <laughs> I gotcha. I'm so excited for on Halloween to like sit in a dark room with some popcorn and some candy and turn on Werewolf by Night. Yeah. So what speaking of party. Halloween, though, the one I'm excited for is Hocus Pocus. I am super excited for Hocus Pocus. The, uh, they're making a Hocus Pocus sequel, right? Yeah. Yes, yes. What you're talking about? Yeah, yes. they had a big. They dropped a big trailer at D23, mm-hmm. uh, nice. which is actually their second trailer. But uh, it looks like fun, and um, I, I have, I never cared about the movie as a kid. Really, I was a, probably a little you old, were too for old for it when it came out. Yeah, I have grown to really 
like those characters partially because of the the Sanderson sisters at Dragon Con. Yeah. There's there's three three ladies that do Sanderson sister cosplays. They're the, you can find them on on uh on like Instagram. I'm pretty sure they're the Sanderson sisters of Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And uh nice. they are like spot on. And uh the one of the first years we were at Dragon Con, at the first year we ever went to the Masquerade, they came out and and lip synced but performed the whole song from the first movie. Mhm. Nice. And it was amazing. That's fun. Well, and the kids really, I actually, not surprisingly, did not see Hocus Pocus as a kid because magic and whiffcraft, oh my. Um, But we also didn't read Harry Potter until I was a full-grown adult. Um, But we watched with the kids recently, and it was just like, this is really, this is a really sweet story. I really liked it, so... I'm excited about that. Was there any other uh, just Disney, while we're on the topic, just Disney news that uh, that interested you, Marisha? Because uh, to me, I'm not a Disney person. Like, none of it, I could not care less about The Little Mermaid or Mufasa. That, what is it called? Mufasa the Lion King? Who yeah. even cares about that? Like, uh, honestly, now see, okay. I know that this is kind of like a horrible thing to say for someone of my generation. I never liked The Lion King. I never liked it as a kid. I don't care anything about it as an adult. Um, Now, The Lion King show at Disney World was super cool. But, like, (laughs) The Lion King as such, I really couldn't care less about. So, like, ooh, we're going to make a prequel to The Lion King? Don't care. But that's just me. Yeah. We'll see how it is. I'm I'm just... I've kind of lost interest in the Disney live action remakes. Yeah, I don't care. I feel like they're like, they have these animated versions that are like all time classic movies and you're almost like cheapening it by doing the live action versions. You know, and And, some of the, some of them I've really enjoyed. Some of them have been great. Cinderella was amazing. Jungle Book was okay. Beauty and the Beast was beautiful, and I I think that I am excited for Little Mermaid. Um, although, like, I I disapprove of a Little Mermaid on a few levels, just because, I mean, come on, the whole like, but Daddy, I love him, and we're sixteen, but we're gonna sell our soul for a a prince that we saw that one time. Uh, as as not a great message is the no. parent nail. I am not um, so crazy about <laughs> about that whole song and dance. Okay, as far as Disney fantasy stuff, if you were excited about anything there, you were excited about Disenchanted. Oh yeah, absolutely, Disenchanted. I loved. So I was like about eighteen when Enchanted came out, and we the, all loaded Amy up. Adams movie. Yeah. yeah, the Amy Adams movie. We all loaded up. It came out over Thanksgiving. We all loaded up, me and all my cousins and my sister. And we were all finally old enough to drive. So we drove to the theater without any adults and watched Enchanted. And I just loved it. Um, and so I'm really excited about uh, the Enchanted sequel. That's the one that is, I'm... Is the guy from Grey's Anatomy coming back? He is McDreamy. Yeah. <laughs> my man. But I, I knew as soon I as I saw that trailer that you were going to be excited about that. Yeah, 
I am. Oh. That one's the one I'm most excited. So I'm excited about that. And I'm excited for Hocus Pocus. I mean, the other stuff is, you know, like I said, Lion King was never my favorite. I'm a little nostalgic about Little Mermaid just because, you know, it's like the first movie I ever saw in a theater um, when I was a very little, little, you know, child. But it's not my favorite. Yeah, I think it's the I first. Like, I like the crab. The crab is pretty oh, good. Is it a lobster? No, it's a, a crab. Lobster? It's a crab. I'm pretty it's sure. A crab? It's a crab. Okay, cool, cool. Sebastian. So, yeah, he's fun. Sebastian is fun. Yeah. And uh, I, I actually, I think this movie is funny because y'all know who Lizzo is. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, so she auditioned to play Ursula. Uh-huh. And I just, I'm randomly remembering this. And she didn't get the part. And she gave an interview about it. And she said, and I quote, she said, I was down to make Ursula a thought shaking ass oh god oh and i was like oh wow i wonder why they didn't cast you in this <laughs> children's movie <laughs> right so i just thought that was funny the yeah. other person that wanted the role and i don't know it would have been humorous was titus burgess yeah who's that did you ever see any part of the incredible kimmy schmidt or yes. i'm sorry the unbreakable kimmy schmidt yeah yeah. Uh, I don't know what he's else Titus he's Titus Andromedon. In. He plays, yeah, he's Titus Andromedon, and he's super dramatic, wannabe Broadway star. That's funny. And uh, he actually, like, at some point said he really wanted to play. It's like a John Travolta thing with Hairspray. Yeah. yeah. He wanted to do that. It's yeah. kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, he was... Uh... That's funny. So, you know, like, I'm, I'm sure I'll see it. I'm sure I'll see Little Mermaid. Um, when it comes out, but I'm yeah. I'm a little more excited about the D- Disney Plus offerings over the next couple of months than seeing so, another. Um, what do you guys think about the Marvel news? Any of that stand out to you, Marisha? Marvel news. Okay, so one of the big things I'm for trying me to remember was that they confirmed that Armor Wars is actually still happening. Yeah, the Secret Wars is going to be the lead in, right? Yeah, yeah I was actually a little surprised to see us. I knew that like Secret Wars had kind of been talked about, but I was a little surprised to actually see a Secret Wars trailer. Um, yeah. And we saw. So yeah, it does. It looks great. And also we got to see um, a, a, a lineup for the Thunderbolts. Now, had the Thunderbolts actually been announced yeah. Before now, or the, had the it just have, been speculated? Be. They announced it, officially announced it. During the Hall H panel at San Diego Comic-Con. Okay. It was one of the ones on the schedule, but we didn't know anything about it. Okay. Um. So I'm always excited for anything that's got Bucky Barnes in it. Bucky's one of my favorites. Um. And I think it's a, it's a, it's one of those things. It's a big ensemble. And I always feel like you run a little bit of a risk with an ensemble that big of it kind of getting diluted. Yeah, but Marvel's always done a really good job with their big ensemble. They have um, almost always done a really good job with their big ensembles. Which one did they mess up? Eternals. I think Eternals was the one case of Marvel did a big team up without earning it first. Yeah. I feel like this one's I, earned. I feel like we know who these characters yeah. are and what they're about. Mm-hmm. I have a problem with the lineup because when you look at the lineup, they're all the same. None of, none of them are actually super villains. Right. 
and by the end of all of their movies, like Yelena, she's a Black Widow. She's basically a superhero at this point, right? Yeah. Bucky Barnes. He's a he. Now these characters are a little edgier. Like I guess you could call them anti-heroes, but they're still heroes. Got Bucky Barnes. U.S. Agent. Again, he's a little edgier. He's he's kind of an anti-hero. But by the end of his thing, he had a redemption arc. I don't think the arc's over with yet, but he was overall. If you had to pick a side, good guy. Yeah. Um, you think? Ghost, I don't know that I would. Thing. Red Guardian, Taskmaster. They are all good guys. Mm-hmm. And there's someone very important missing, Baron Zemo. Yeah, I think there's a couple of importance missing there. Um, I think that I I think they could have done a better job with the cast. There's a couple I, I really just don't care about being there. But what I do find interesting is these are all our characters that are kind of like they were all bad guys and now they're kind of good guys. But like, would they like would they cross the line again? Which I think is going to kind of be the crux of the story. I think the lineup that you get, I think the lineup that they introduced us to is not the Thunderbolts by the end of this movie. Is it yeah, a movie or is it a show? This is the full lineup, uh, and, and by the end of this, yeah, movie, it's like, a movie. Zemo's okay. gonna be in this movie. There's no way. Zemo's gonna be, and Abomination should be as well. Yeah, Abomination. And his you know seven what else soulmates. Would be great? What'd you say, Marissa? His seven soulmates. Yeah, so yeah, that'd be so funny. You know what else would be great? Justin Hammer. Yeah. Uh, and oh my god, I want to see Justin, Justin Hammer. Hammer would be great, but I think they're saving Justin Hammer for Armor Wars. They they got to bring Justin Hammer back, man. If you're if you brought back Tim Roth as Abomination, <laughs> you've got to get Sam Rockwell back as Justin Hammer. Yeah. Now, I'm super excited about Armor Wars now, knowing that Secret Wars is the lead-in, and I love the tone you mean of Secret the, Invasion? That Secret Invasion, yeah, because I love the tone of the Secret Invasion trailer. The tone was great. It feels like we're going back to, like, Winter Soldier. Yeah. It actually, you know what it makes me feel like? Watching that trailer, I was like, why isn't this a movie? Yeah. And honestly, I think it's... I think the reason it's a show is because Marvel has too much stuff and they straight up just could not fit it into being a movie. Because this could be an Avengers movie, right? I think so, Secret too. Secret Invasion but... could be a phase. Uh, yeah, 100%. So I'm curious to see what they're going to do with it as a show. And I still feel like I've enjoyed a lot of the Marvel shows, but I feel like they, like, I don't think there's any of them with maybe the exception of Miss Marvel. And uh, and I I really loved Hawkeye, like all the others. I really feel like they were good, but they could have been better. I just yeah. don't. I feel like Marvel hasn't really hit its stride with its TV offerings. I think, like, Star Wars has had its problems with stuff as well. Like Kenobi met with mixed reviews, and um, but like the I Man- loved it. But the Mandalorian is top notch TV. And Marvel, I don't think Marvel has anything TV-wise on par with The Mandalorian yet. And Andor, no. I think, is going to... I think Andor might wind up topping The Mandalorian. I think, I think Kenobi was better than all the Marvel shows. I do, too. 
So and, it's and like I think I, you're right. Andor has the potential to top Mandalorian. It looks that good. Yeah, no, it looks amazing. So I really want to see like Marvel's been the big dog on the block with movies, but like I feel like they haven't found their groove on TV yet. And you know, I think about that, but then and you I agree, but I was like watching like a full MCU retrospective and it clicked with me that you know, the Marvel movies didn't get really good until like six years after they've been doing them. Like, I like Iron Man. Iron Man's one of my favorites. Well, I, th- I think I, I think the first Iron Man is still a top-notch Marvel movie. Yeah, that's great. I love the first Captain America movie. Mm-hmm. But, like, Thor and Incredible Hulk and Iron Man 2, they're all pretty rough. Yeah. You know? And then even after Avengers, like, I loved Avengers, and you got Winter Soldier, and Iron Man 3's good, but then you get Dark World, and then a couple other, like... If, when I look at my like top ten Marvel movies, almost all of them came after the halfway point in yeah. the MCU. Yeah, I agree with like, that. They were good, but they it took them some time to really hit that. Like, we're not just making good superhero movies; we're making like fantastic films. And I think the TV might be the same thing. I think you're right; they just haven't quite figured that part out yet. Yeah. Um, I think they need to loosen up. I think they need to loosen up on their time restrictions on the episodes and let them tell, Mm -hmm. let them make a little bit longer episodes. Um, I think that's one of the things that Star Wars TV has done well. Is is, if they have a longer episode, they'll let them do it. Yep. Um, and then you look at things like the, like premium TV is kind of becoming a different thing. You look at like this season of the Orville. They were all like an hour and 15 minutes long. Mm-hmm. And they were good. And they were so good from start to finish. Um, the the season yeah. three of the Orville is one of the best seasons of TV I've watched in years. And Which now, now that it's going to be on Disney Plus, I pinky promise to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Even if you skip season one and two, watch season three. It's so good. Yes, the Star Trek aficionado and you will enjoy it. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, I think that they've, I think they're still looking for their stride, but I look at that, I look at that secret wars or secret invasion. I keep mixing them up that secret invasion trailer and go, okay, that might be where they finally like really hit their stride. Yeah. So who do you guys think is a scroll? Everybody. (laughs) At this point, I don't even know. Um, Do you think there are any Marvel characters that are going to be revealed? Like I've been a scroll. Hmm. That's that's wild. I have a couple of theories. Okay, so for one, I think it's very possible that Sharon Carter, Agent Thirteen, that, that she's been a scroll for oh, a while. Yes, please. Because she acted so out of character. Yeah. And and, and uh, the Captain America show. Yep. Um, I think that's possible. Uh, I think it's possible that they do Rhodey has been a I, scroll. I was just thinking Rhodey for a bit because he's a big enough character where it would matter, but like not ruin anything, mm-hmm. right? Like maybe he's been a scroll since maybe they might do it before Civil War, and so he's not paralyzed anymore, or after Civil War, um, and so that like he was still there for that. But then the roadie that we've seen kind of jumping around these different shows. Cause he was in, he was in captain America, 
America. He was he was in Falcon Winter Soldier show, and he was in. Um, he's gonna be in this, and then he gets his own show. So I think it's possible that he's uh, a scroll. Yeah. Um, I don't know who. I mean, we already know that Nick Fury and uh, Maria Hill have been like scrolls, but like, but like with their permission. Right. Um. Other than that, if Agents of Shield was still around, I think one of them would be a scroll. That mm-hmm. I think that'd be like it would have been revealed that like, oh, May's been a scroll for the past season or whatever, right. you know, like like the life model decoy stuff. They did, they did for a while. But. Right. I'm, you know, I'm still hearing rumors about uh, about Daisy Johnson's return. Oh, please. The, I mean, you're, if you're bringing back Daredevil and stuff, like, there's no there's no reason not to bring back Daisy Johnson. To bring back Quake. Yeah. No, I want to see Quake brought back, and I don't want to see Quake the way she was kind of limited, how they had to kind of limit her in the show. Like, I want to see... Full on badass quake. Yeah, there was a point in time where Agents of Shield had some of the best written characters in the MCU, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. with May and Coulson and Quake, and even Ward was one of the best villains. Ward was. Amazing. I loved Ward. He, yeah. It's so funny because the first season he's by far the least interesting character. Mm-hmm. And then and then he becomes like a, an incredible villain. So yeah, no, I'd love it if if Daisy. Um. Uh, got brought back again. I know that we've been a little all over the place, and I hope I haven't been too directionist with my with my hosting or taking up too much airtime, my friends. But um, is there is there anything else at, at D twenty three that really stood out to y'all? And the, and and the reason I'm doing it like this is because there were no earth shattering announcements or anything like that. So uh, mm-hmm. I I thought it'd be kind of fun if we just talked about yeah. the things we specifically wanted to talk about. Is there anything else y'all wanted to talk about from D23? So I'm really excited about some of the Star Wars stuff. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to like, I'm not going to talk about that a ton here because we're kind of getting like, you know, short on time. So I will save all that for an episode, of course, on Radio Underground. Um, however, I will say that I am incredibly disappointed that they still haven't announced a Star Wars movie. Yeah, I saw today that like, the, the only information is, well, the plan is to have one in 2025. That's what they're saying. But I also think I saw today that they scrubbed Rogue, uh, Rogue Squadron from the yep. list. No. Yep, they did. Uh, is that the one that they had that big That's the reveal? one, Patty, yeah. That was the one with the big reveal. That's the one Patty Jenkins was supposed to do. That's a real shame. I was excited was that about that. Was a movie or a TV show? That was supposed to be a movie. About a fighter oh, squadron, wow. and I think they chickened out after Top Gun. Uh. <laughs> that would have been the time to capitalize. I agree. I don't understand <laughs> why they pulled it. I don't understand. I don't understand what's happening at Lucasfilm with the movies. But yeah, they're currently saying 2025. Like, man, they just they're canceling stuff over there all the time. Uh, at some point, the dis the heads at Disney have to look over at Lucasfilm and go, okay, y'all are seriously underperforming. You have a franchise... The most valuable IP on the planet? No, seriously. It should be the most powerful IP on the planet. Marvel has taken the throne. Yeah, and if it comes out 2025, it's been, that would have made six years between movies, huh? 
At, at least. Uh, Force Awakens was 19, 2019, wasn't it? For, yes. Yes, because I Force made Wa- those... Not Force Awakens. Uh, Rise of Skywalker. Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, that's a really long time. It, 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 it's not like George Lucas has to do it all himself. You know, like... And the thing is, we only had four years between trilogy movies. Three years between trilogy movies. So... I don't know. It's something's wrong. Something's wrong. As much money as they spent and as much money as they continue to pour into these, you know, parks and hotels and all of these things, like eventually you got to do something with it on the big screen. Not that star Wars isn't still doing some great stuff. I loved Kenobi and you know the Mandalorian has been great but they've got to do something else with all of this stuff especially since they've decided to only do sequel era stuff in the parks they've got to continue to do things with that I think they're already talking about dropping that aren't they they should honestly I kind of hope so because I went like fairly recently and already it was a little tiring seeing Kylo Ren and the stormtrooper and the, and like the, the I, I think they need around. to just drop the fully immersed act and just have characters there from every era or even do it. You know, you could have different parks, different eras in different parts of the park, you know, where you can kind yeah. of, I mean, I had been, I don't know how big it actually is, but I, I think that like, I mean, just seriously, if you go in the park, who would you rather see come strolling down the, the boulevard, Kylo Ren or Darth Vader? Right. Or or Ray, or would you rather see Luke Skywalker? Mm-hmm. And I don't even necessarily mean that as a slight to the sequel trilogy characters. Mm-hmm. They're just not on par. And never you know and, and at this point never will be on par in the pop culture realm as the original characters Mm -hmm. you know what the right answer to your question was all of them all of them like how i'm on main street and i see woody from toy story and also princess tiana from princess and the frog like yeah and that's what i was saying initially that's the right answer all of them just put them all in there have parades where you have the stormtroopers marching through and you have Chewie and Luke and also Kawaiigon Jin and um, and Ray walking together in a mm-hmm. parade through, yeah. through the Star Wars land have and they, different theme shops and stuff like and that. And they rotate these cast members so frequently because of the heat when they're in these costumes. Like yeah. rotate them. Like how you know, one sets out here right now and in a few, you know, and 20 minutes you're probably going to see prequel characters walking around like mm-hmm. Just mix it up. But yeah, I mean, have a parade and have every last one of them out there. Like, um, I think that... I know some hardcore Star Wars fans don't agree with me on this and really don't like it, but knowing... I didn't get... I never got to go, but knowing people that went the Star Wars days at Disney were apparently just incredible. And this is before Disney purchased it, when they were just doing Star Wars stuff in the park a couple of weekends a year. And uh, through a deal with Lucas. And 
those weekends were huge. And of course, this was before sequel, but you just had all the characters there. They need to drop the act on the immersion because somebody will take this as a slight to the sequel trilogy, and it's really not meant to be. But the fact is that it's incredibly divisive. Whether you like it or hate it, I don't see how you can deny that. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of people that don't like it. Just just put the sequel trilogy characters and the original trilogy characters and prequel characters all in there. Let everybody get to see their favorite character. Mm-hmm. I mean, isn't that, what, isn't that what the park's about? That's what it should be. And you know, it's blown my mind that they've only built one... And, and I know you say you haven't been. It's fairly small. Like, I don't know. Have you ever been to Hollywood Studios at all? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been to Hollywood Studios. You know, you know Toy Story Land? Yeah. It's about the size of Toy Story Land. Huh. Okay. Yeah, they were building. Actually, we didn't get to go in Toy Story Land either. They were building both uh, last time we were there. But we saw, we saw Toy Story Land. You couldn't see you, Galaxy's Edge. Right. Um, I, I'm trying to think of a good. It's It's like. One of the beer, it's it's like one of the beer, the, the sections in Magic Kingdom, you know, um, okay. like Fantasyland or something. Yeah, but like a little bit smaller. It's it's yeah. not that big, okay. and it's like why haven't you already poured a ton of money into just making freaking Tatooine and Hoth mm-hmm. and and other places? Why is there not a Moz Eisley Cantina for me to go to? Yeah, for sure. Like, and that's what the cantina should have been, but they wanted to be sequel era, so they went and made something up. But it's like, but they couldn't. They could have done a Moss's cantina. But that's what I'm saying. Like, well, but the most, the most famous bar in all Mm -hmm. of Star Wars. That's the one you should have had in your park. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. With the band, with the music, do it all. Yeah. And I get it. And I I think it's admirable what they were going for. I do too. I think it was very ambitious. I've been, I think, three times now. And every time, it is cool when I go to buy a Coke and they tell me it it costs six credits. Like, that's fun. Yeah. I like that. I like getting the blue milk. I like that everything's different there. And it's, it's, it's great. But you can have... You can have your cake and eat it too. This you can be immersive, and also like. That's the thing. Some Naboo or something. You can be immersed into a Star Wars world and see Darth Vader and Kylo Ren in the same day. They have also be a real like joyless nerd (laughs) to be angry about that. Yeah. If you're at if you're at Star Wars land and you're like, um, excuse me, (laughs) this is. Uh, there's no way that Kylo Ren and Darth Vader could be in the same room together. This ruins everything. Well, you just you do like they do with princesses, and you have them on their own little spot. Yeah. You know, so they don't interact, you know, and kind of ruin the illusion that way. But yeah. lest we forget, Disney World is for children. Yeah, for oh, yeah. sure. But that's what I said. Like, I mean, when you go to Disney, like for a kid to go to Disney, it's about seeing all their favorite characters, right? Mm-hmm. Like, why can't the Star Wars part be the same thing? Why can't yeah. they go there and see all their favorite Star Wars characters? It's, be- yeah. Yeah, it's really because they're clinging to this idea of forcing us all to love mm-hmm. the sequel trilogy. Which I do. But I also But you also understand the flaws Other things, it. yeah. But that's kind of my thoughts, and I, I'm going to talk about the uh, the trailers over on the other channel. I'm thrilled about um, 
Andor and Mandalorian Season 3. Of course, I saw that Mandalorian Season 3 trailer at Celebration several months ago mm-hmm. and have just been waiting for everyone else that I talked to to see it. I'm blown away by both. It looks like Mandalorian's doing exactly what I said the arc was going to be from Season 1, starting in Season 1. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited that that's the direction they're going with it. And Andor just looks next level. It really does. Yeah, it's all very exciting. Uh, Tales of the Jedi looks really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like that idea a lot. While their movies are all out of whack, at least on the TV side, they, they are killing it. They Absolutely. are. I, I've got concerns. They've got that one coming up that I'm going to blank on the name the of. The Acolyte? The Acolyte. Oh. Uh, that I'm not, at this point, not even remotely excited about. But I may see the trailer and it may blow me away. They really haven't told us anything about it. I'm not going to, I'm, I'm not one of those people that's going to write something off without giving it a chance. It's Star Wars. I'm going to give it a chance. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm really, really ready for Star Wars on the big screen again. It is not unreasonable. They don't have to be Marvel. We don't have to have four Star, four Star Wars movies on the big screen a year. But there's absolutely no reason we shouldn't be getting to a, a movie at least every other year. Yeah. But or certainly, yeah. certainly more than every six years. Yeah. Or at least there to be something, as opposed to like there's going to be a movie in four more years. But it's this whole thing where they keep announcing things. Because these aren't just rumored. These are official announcements. And they go, oh, yeah, we're not making that anymore. Mm -hmm. So they quit announcing them. Yeah. I think they're making it worse by announcing things and then canceling them. Yeah, I agree. Just don't announce it until you're making it. Just say, oh, by the way, today we started rolling cameras on the new Star Wars movie. It's like, did, and wait and announce the next one then. Because mm-hmm. I'm tired of being jerked around with all the cancellations. Because they've canceled what sounded like some really exciting stuff. Yep. And that's the thing. It's like, at this point, I'm not getting excited about anything until I see a trailer for it. <laughs> yeah. But overall, I thought D23 was... I thought it was fine for what it was. I didn't expect D23 to be as big as... Uh, San Diego Comic Con. It's not. It's just not on the same level. It's the same same thing as Star Wars. But that's the other thing. You also have to realize that as far as their Star Wars stuff, they had already announced all the Star Wars stuff earlier this year at Celebration. Mm-hmm. This is why Celebration and D twenty three have always been on opposing years. Right. And how they both ended up scheduled. For, why they scheduled them both to happen this year. I don't. I don't really understand. Yeah. Well. I think that wraps us up here, unless anyone has any other thoughts on any of the stuff we talked about tonight. Well, I got, I got to be brief because I'm running out of time, but I will say I'm really excited about Willow. Oh, Willow looks oh, fun. Oh, Willow, That's yeah. cool. Um, that just makes me happy that they're doing that. Uh-huh. Just a fun thing to do. Yeah. yeah. We actually watched the movie recently with the kids. It was a hit. I was afraid that my niece was going to be upset about ogre smashing people but she laughed maniacally (laughs) and then i was a little worried about the fact that she thought it was so funny (laughs) that's really really funny i went you know they had that oh oh i know what i want to say uh did you guys know that spider-man had that re-release 
Yes. In theaters? I did. Extra footage? Do you know what the extra footage is? No. You know, like, the Betty Brant stuff? Like, her TV uh-huh. show? Yeah. On, right. on the school? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's Betty Brant's TV show from school. Okay. Her school TV show? It's that. Okay. That's the extra footage. It doesn't matter. <laughs> you <laughs> didn't miss anything. Okay. Cool. Uh, uh, yeah, it's one I wanted to see the re-release. I wanted to see that one in the theater. There was it was fun that... to see it in theaters again. Uh, Rogue uh, One was back in theaters a couple of weekends ago, and I wanted to go see it, um, but I just wasn't. It, we were getting ready to leave for Dragon Con, and I just wasn't able to go out of town. I got you. It's hard not having a theater in town anymore. Although, rumor is, there's two or three, the city's in talks with two or three chains about bringing a modern theater to town. Hooray. Yay. That'd be great. Then you can come see movies here. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like a yeah. good plan. Yeah, I'd like to, actually. Awesome. All right, well, I think that that about does us for the night. I'm sure we could all go on about a few more things forever, uh, but I think I can call us uh, here, um, if that's okay with yeah. everybody. Yeah, I think that's a good place to wrap it up. All right, uh, Marisha, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me on Instagram at princesses underscore and underscore Padawans, and I am P Padawans on Twitter, you know, every couple of months or so. And Andrew? Hey, you can find me running the Twitter account for this show at Sai underscore Fictionary. You can find me over at, the, uh, at our Star Wars show, Coruscant Radio Underground. You can drop us a line at thesciencefictionary at gmail.com. And don't forget, right now we're working on the 2022 Parsec Fan Awards. Uh, so if you go over to thesciencefictionary.com and click the link for the Parsec Awards at the top, it'll take you to a survey where you can put in all of your nominations for this year's Parsec Awards. And we would love to have you contribute there and we'll keep that open for two or three more weeks and then stay tuned for an announcement of when we'll be doing the show this year. That is extremely exciting. I'm very much looking forward to the Parsec Fan Awards. Uh, As I said, Better Call Saul never won an Emmy. So I've given up on all Hollywood award shows. Uh, Parsec Fan Awards is where it's at. Guys, I am... David underscore JG Peoples on Twitter. Don't forget to leave us a like, a follow, a subscribe, a comment, a review, whatever it is you can do on your preferred podcast platform. Thanks again for listening. This has been David, Andrew, and Marisha. It's Morbin time.